Uh, welcome to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. Uh, here we talk to people who are out there really pushing the envelope in their space, people with innovative ideas, a real focus and drive, and people who are really making a difference out there. And it's a huge thrill to have Heather Monahan on our show today. Heather's a, a podcast host herself. Um, she has a new show, Creating uh, Confidence, on Podcast One. Her book, Confidence Creator, was the number one business motivation book on Amazon in its first week. Um, she's a TEDx speaker. She has been a guest with Tim Ferriss, uh, Steve Harvey, and, uh, and most recently interviewed Gary Vee, from what I understand. Um, she's uh, worked with clients like the WNBA, um, MGM, all the way over to kind of Royal Caribbean and Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So, so has really kind of worked with some high level groups, and and uh, they look to her for that experience, especially around building confidence. So, so welcome Heather, and and congratulations on your new podcast. I guess to start. No, oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm happy to be here. Well, I, I, it's I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I think Gary Vee was your first uh, guest, and uh, how much of a confidence boost is that for you? <laughs> Well, it was very much strategic, right? So you yeah. know, I, I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there, and in order to garner attention, you really need to go big out of the gates. Anyways, that was my strategy, and it worked. So yeah. I definitely thought he'd be a fantastic first guest, and uh, it was not easy landing him, but you know, <laughs> took the time, effort, and work in, and it paid off. The the show did extremely well, and it got me that um, you know that big focus I was looking for that first week. Yeah, yeah, nothing like starting with a big bang. So, so we're really to have happy to have you here because I, I know um, you know in in reading some of your work and, and listening to it, um, you've got some great things to add. And and um, I think to start, I mean, you talk a lot about confidence being the starting point for living a more fulfilling and successful life. And, and, and maybe I'll ask you just to kind of talk about talk about that and and um, and maybe how it's translated into your journey to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So for forever, really, I, you know, I was very driven in regards to pursuing a paycheck and money and getting ahead in business. And on the surface, that appeared to pay off really well. You know, I, I made a lot of money in corporate America. I was constantly promoted. I made the, I, I reached the C-suite, which doesn't happen often for women. And I was a chief revenue officer in media responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars. I won a lot of awards. And on, on that surface level, it really looked like things were great. However, what I wasn't really aware of at the time was that I was lacking in confidence. And it actually took me getting fired two years ago for, you know, to really hit that low moment in my life and say, hey, hang on, what's happening here? Where am I going wrong? And, you know, where do I go from here? And, and the first thing I really focused on in that window of time, you know, between tears and sitting under a weighted blanket was, hey, I don't feel really good about myself right now. And how am I going to address this? And, and that's really where my idea to write Confidence Creator came from. And I had led a life around sales and leadership and marketing. And suddenly, I was thinking of all those things that I've been doing for years as, you know, that's great. And, and I'm glad I did it. But I'm not really addressing myself first. How much better could I be if I became a stronger, more confident version of myself? Then I could go out and, you know, do anything I wanted with sales, marketing, or leadership. But if you don't really address you and those core fundamentals first, you're not really pursuing a, a life that's up to the potential that you could actually have. 
Yeah, and 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 you know, I think a lot of people um, hit those snags along the way, whether it's losing a job, like you were saying, or experiencing some type of failure or what they see as a failure. Um, looking back on your experience and maybe kind of what you've you've put together recently is, uh, you know, how do you how do you do that? How uh, you know how what kind of process do you go through to make sure that you don't stay in that state and that you start to build yourself forward and build that confidence back? Well, everyone has different issues and different situations, but one of the things that I like to challenge people first and foremost to do are to fire the villains in your life. And and by that, I mean, oftentimes many of us are surrounded with people who are negative, trying to hold us back, trying to hold us down, putting us down. And when you have people like that in your life, it is slowly chipping away at your confidence and you might not even be realizing it. For me, that person was the person who fired me. And when that woman was out of my life, suddenly, I mean, it was literally a couple of days, I started seeing amazing, positive people start showing up in my life. And I just felt so much better about myself because that person that was always putting me down and giving me those you know, looks of upset and disgust, that person was gone. And I started to feel better about who I was because I wasn't being brought down by that anymore. And then suddenly that created space for really positive people to come in. And those people were cheering me on. And suddenly I could hear my inner voice saying, hey, you, you are doing a great job. I have been tuning out of that for so long, listening to some negative talk that was happening around me. So, so one of the steps I, I challenge people is create that list. Who are those villains in your life? And take action to fire them today and now. Some people yeah. may have the answer you know, I don't have villains in my life. The villain is in my own head. I'm constantly putting myself down. Well, if that is the case, then you, it's very easy to rewrite that narrative that you're running, uh, you know, that tape that you're running in your mind and write down things that you wanted to say, even if you're not saying them today. I am confident. I am powerful. I am enough. I am loved. I am good. Whatever it is. And you read those to yourself seven times a day because frequency sells. Frequency and messaging work and, you know, make that commitment to yourself to do that for one month and see how much better you feel. Practice gratitude. That's another great way to start building confidence in yourself because you shift away from a negative way and negative pattern of thinking to starting to be truly grateful for all that you have and more positive opportunities start coming to you when you do that and you start feeling better about who you are and being grateful for that moment you're in in the present. You know, all these different steps that you can take, they seem very small. However, they have massive results and implications. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that, Heather. Um, I just recently spoke with uh, Joe Decina, who's the head of Spartan and, um, uh, you know, one of those real kind of driven people. But uh, but one of the things he said is is almost the same thing, that, um, that you know, I want to be surrounded by people who build me up, um, not people who um, tear me down. And he, he said he sure. did, went through a similar process to that to, to make sure that he is always around people that are, um, that are feeding kind of what, what, uh, that positive side of, of what he's doing. And um, you know, it's interesting to see that how many successful people make that realization pretty early. Absolutely. And if you haven't made it yet, today's the day and start making yeah. those decisions to cut the negative ones out and, and watch how many great people start showing up for you. Now, how about, um, I mean, obviously, the, the other side is, is looking at, um, I don't know how you feel about kind of goals lists and um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, journaling uh, that are connected to those things. Um, you know, lots of people out there are, are kind of big proponents of that. How, how does that fit into to kind of what you talked about or does it? So. 
yes, yes, and yes. I'm, I'm a big proponent okay. of journaling. I've journaled my entire life. And I'm so thankful for that because when it came time to write my book, it was so easy for me to go into my closet, pull out journals, and use specific stories and examples that I wrote about years ago. And I could have my voice and emotion in those moments and see my growth, see the pattern, see the trends, see what I had overcome. So having that arsenal of information about myself in my own handwriting, in my own voice, is such an amazing experience to go back and and going through those journals helped me to realize, wow, I don't take action on something until someone tips their hand to me. Meaning I wanted to speak at a conference for years, this technology conference in New York. And I saw for two years, I wrote about how I wanted to speak at that conference. However, I never pitched myself to the founder of that conference until he sent me a DM one day or a text message, I believe saying, hey, just saw you speak. You're a really excellent speaker. Once he said that to me, I pitched myself, but I started noticing. I wonder if it's just with this example. No, it wasn't. So having that revelation, getting that self-awareness allowed me to realize, you know what? No more. What if I had been going for the things I really wanted my whole life without people validating it first? How much more would I have now? How much more success? So I made a pivotal decision to start taking action to pursue the things that I wanted to pursue without other people supporting it. And that has made massive change in my life. I have felt, you know, I'm really acting on my intuition. I'm listening to my inner voice. I wouldn't have known those things if I hadn't journaled. So to me, you know, journal is really taking your temperature every day, watching your own progress and getting to know yourself in a very deep fashion, which is eye-opening. As far as setting goals, oh my gosh, goals are massive in my life. I write them down. I forecast my future. I create a vision for it. I hold myself accountable. I share it on social media. You know, I take all these necessary steps to create that future and potential in my life that I see and want for myself, but to really crystallize it and start creating it. Well, and, and so how, if um, if you're one of those people that are thinking, you know, the, the confidence piece is, is the part that I'm I'm lacking. You know, it, uh, it worries me to go out and reach out this way. It worries me to be able to do this or, or I'm not good enough to be able to do that. Uh, how, how do you use those kind of action plans and be intentional um, to be able to, I guess, build that muscle to be able to make sure that, you know, you, you don't kind of fall victim to that um, kind of imposter syndrome stuff as, as you go through this? process that's going to happen and that's fine it happens to me too you know i'm taking a stage tuesday to interview sarah blakely and by far and beyond this is you know she's probably the biggest personality that she's in in my mind other than oprah that's out there in the u.s right now so of course when i accepted the opportunity immediately i thought oh my gosh, am I qualified to be on the same stage with her? Oh my gosh, this woman literally has sat down with Oprah. Oh my God, you know, all these ideas came into my mind of, am I, am I going to blow it? Should I even really be up there? Is it, that, you get to a point where you understand, hey, that's normal. I remember I felt like that the day I got promoted when I became chief revenue officer. I started questioning everything. And then I think back, I killed it in that job. I doubled the revenues in the company in, in that role. You know, and then I used that as an indicator that I am qualified to go on that Sarah Blakely stage. You know, if, if I question myself then, well, you know what? I was wrong. I did a great job. Then you know what? I'm going to use that as an indicator. It's going to work this time too. And you start looking back in your life at these other times you question yourself, which everybody does. If you're not, you're not pushing yourself towards enough greatness. You're not taking enough risk. 
But every time I'm going to that next level, I, I question myself again, and I use that as a green light to say, all right, Heather, good job. You're really putting yourself out there this time, and this one's going to pay off too. And, and that's maybe another big reason why journaling is, is a good way to be able to do that because um, you know if you're always looking to that next piece, a way of almost validating that is is by looking back on the successes you've had already and, and having that kind of new view of it. And, and uh, I, I think a lot of people get caught in in achieving the next goal, achieving the next goal and not celebrating enough of, yeah, I've, I've done some great things and I, I'm, I'm okay to move to the next one. Absolutely. And, and part of that's with the people you surround yourself with. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are very fearful and don't want to push themselves, you'll start taking on some of that fear and start holding yourself back. Conversely, if you start surrounding yourself with people who are beyond your wildest dreams successful, you'll start seeing that that potential and possibility is out there for you too. Absolutely. Um, now, on the other side of things, Heather, there are some people that um, are probably listening that are thinking, yeah, it's it's easy for Heather. She's obviously, you know, she's extroverted. She's um, somebody who's maybe naturally confident. And, and so, oh um, you know, getting back to that state is easier. So, uh, you know, I hear that and, and, and just, but I'm sure there's lots of people asking it. So if, if you're that introverted person or something like that listening to it, um, how would you answer that? So when I was a small child, I was so afraid to leave the home or go to school that I stopped talking, and I had to be put into a special school for children that you know have emotional issues, anxiety issues, and don't speak. And I share that because I, it's the antithesis of how people think I am today. You know, the person that I am today wasn't because I was just dropped on the earth like this. Far from it. You know, there was so much fear in my life, so much insecurity, so much hiding from and shame. And I, I can't tell you how much I was consumed with these really awful emotions for a long time. However, I've created the person that is here today and I've worked hard to do it. That's why sometimes I do get irritated when someone will say, well, of course, you're <laughs> confident. Look how easy it is for you. Let me tell you, yep. heck no, it is not. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. I really believe that anyone who truly is confident, who's going for their greatest life possible, they're going to face failures and low moments and, and question themselves. You know, to really be an authentic, vulnerable you that's going for it, it's not easy for anyone. And the people that pretend it is are the ones that are the most insecure. So it's really about figuring out who are you, getting to know yourself, and start stepping into your passion, into your purpose. The more you start showing up as that real you and doing the things that you love to do, the more you're going to feel confident, the stronger you're going to become. And I remember about four years ago, I was speaking at a charity event and I had never spoken about my childhood up until that point, four years ago. So I was in my forties and I'd never, I never wanted people to know where I came from. I didn't want people to know how I struggled. I was afraid. And that day was the first time I shared how hard my childhood was and how we had been on food stamps and how I felt badly about myself and I was embarrassed and ashamed. And it ended up that day, I received more messages from people attending that luncheon, more DMs thanking me. And I realized, wow, showing up today as the real me for the first time at a speaking engagement got me the most amazing, incredible feedback. And I felt so proud of myself it built confidence and courage within me. And I started to realize the more I actually gravitate towards being the person I really, really am in my heart of hearts, 
the stronger I become. And, and that's when things started connecting and making sense. And it didn't happen overnight. It's been a process to get me to where I am today, which is not, you know, I still have a lot longer to go, a lot more work to do. However, it really allowed me to begin taking a corner. And I, I wish that same thing for everyone else to start, you know, start becoming the real you, start dressing like the real you and watch how the people you'll say, oh, but that's going to affect this relationship or that. That's great. Then maybe those aren't your people. And maybe you're going to start attracting different people into your life. And maybe you're going to gravitate towards art or dance or working with children, whatever it is but you're ultimately going to find your real passion and then find your superpower. You know, it's, it's interesting that you talk about kind of how things have, have changed for you over time. And, um, and I wondered, I, I mean, I have, uh, I have a couple of daughters who, you know, I, social media to them can be fantastic. And, and to everybody, you know, listening, it's, there's a really good side to that. The other side is, is that, um, you know, it can be something where, we get into kind of that comparison piece where everyone's comparing against a very two-dimensional world and, and what people are doing and, and, uh, um, and have. And um, I just wonder, you know, how um, uh, would, would you have any advice to people that are helping, you know, uh, helping their children or helping kind of other people kind of get past that where, um, you know, it can be, it can be a tough environment where so much is reliant on it, but at the same time, how much of it is not real, not authentic, like you were saying. I have so much to say about this. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing that I would say is pick one example. I have this one woman that I know. She's, when you look at her social feed, you think she was perfect. However, yeah. I really know her and she's crazy as the day is long. And anyone <laughs> who really knows her, you know, we all have that one example. So I like to attach to that one example. Anytime I'm looking for a feed and I say, oh, look at this amazing, you know, oh, I wish I, and then I stop myself and say, Heather, think about that one girl, you know, this could be crazy too. So I like to keep that one example in my mind because it really makes you question every single post that you see because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They could be crazy. And you know what? I want no part of that life. So that helps me to reframe when I, what I see things as keeping that one true story that I have of a complete flip on social versus the you know reality. Have yep. that one story. The other thing that I would recommend to people is where you put your focus is where your energy goes. So if you start, you know, you're consuming yourself with, oh, I want to see what this girl's up to, or, oh, I'm so jealous of this one again, you're giving those people all of your energy. You're helping them to grow. You're helping them to, you know, pursue their dreams, and you're taking it away from you. When you realize that, you will unfollow those people, because here's the thing, best of luck to them. I hope they have a great life, but I don't need to be giving anyone else my energy and my focus. I need to be putting that on me. And I need to be putting that, you know, towards my initiatives, my goals, and I need to be growing my efforts. And when I understood that, I stopped, you know, obsessing about what other people were doing, and I started obsessing about what I'm doing. What action am I taking today? What memory am I creating today? What vision for my future am I going to start chasing down? And when you put that energy and attention on you, you'll start picking up momentum. And then you're going to start making progress. And then you're going to start getting excited. And then things will start clicking. So really making decision and I, I visually see it the minute I start focusing on someone else I say oh, no, oh heck no I'm not giving that girl my energy I'm going to go ahead and shift right back I'm unfollowing her I'm putting it on me and that's where I'm going to put my focus and energy the other thing that I would say is there is the most important social media platform is our mind and we own it 100 percent no one else puts anything in that feed but us 
So why not curate it to your advancement? Why not curate and select what you're putting in there? So sit down with a piece of paper and write down the things you want to put in there. I want to run this tape. I am kind. I am smart. I am successful. I create my future. I write down, you know, my book is becoming a movie. I am going to be the greatest speaker in the U.S. this year. I write down every vision I have for myself, and I read that to myself daily, which means I'm putting that, I'm running that tape in my social media platform that I'm in charge of. I do it with frequency. I do it often. I put images with it. I really put media and the marketing that I learned, you know, being in the media industry to work for me in my own mind, and everyone else can can make that same decision and, and put it to work for them in their mind. Yeah, it's just all um, so intentional. You know what? We're going to take a quick break, Heather, and we'll be back in, in just a couple of minutes. And when we do, um, I wanted to ask Heather a little bit about um, um, women in leadership and, and are we doing enough there? I know she's kind of, uh, uh, she talked a bit about her experience, but I'm sure that's that's also something that she has some she, some thoughts of uh, moving forward. So we'll we'll take a quick break and be right back. So small business owners, HR people, anybody who is really putting together a business that's small to medium size, one of the things that gets held back all the time is not thinking about having to build things right. And all of those basics, the HR basics, the talent basics, they're the non-flashy, non-sexy things, but they need to be in place. Look at all the organizations that have grown too quickly, haven't put those things in place and start to lose their culture, start to lose some of the things that, uh, that you've you've worked so hard to be able to build. Um, So that's why we have actually put something together. You don't have to have this big kind of technology solution, all of those things. Um, You don't have to hire a whole bunch of people. Um, What you need to be able to do is get some of those basics in place right now. And what we have is uh, a kit we've put together for you to be able to have kind of all of those basics, about um, 20 different things ranging from, you know, what does a job posting look like? What kind of process should you have in place to be able to make sure that, that, Um, you're bringing the right people into your culture, the employee guide so that you make sure that you solidify that culture, all of those things that if you've read the e-myth that Gerber is saying is make sure that you build those in right away. Also performance appraisal forms, all of those kind of basics. I know that everybody's going to want to bring in the new flashy thing, but what we've done is uh, so many of our clients have just said, look, let's just get something so that I can kind of get that jump start. And so what we've done is put something together to be able to help you quantum leap past all of these things and be able to get some customizable tools in your hands right away. So if that interests you, if you want to grow and you want to be able to do it quickly, you want to be able to get to the more value add stuff instead of spending tons and tons of hours. And I'm talking hundreds of hours being able to put together a lot of these kind of basic policies, processes, and procedures. Um, you know, give us a shout. And so I'll, I'll tell you, you can email me directly at jamie, J-A-M-I-E, dot allison a-l-l-i-s-o-n at epitome e-p-i-t-o-m-e h-r dot com and i'll make sure that you get the information to you right away Okay, thanks. We're back, and uh, we're talking to Heather Monahan, and uh, we've we've been talking lots about um, confidence, how to build that, and and uh, and really mixed in some really cool topics. One of the things that um, uh, that she touched on earlier was just uh, her uh, um, her work in the corporate world, and and uh, there where she went to a, a level which um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of female leaders hadn't been to, in in uh, especially in in her niche at that time. And um, I just wondered with with everything going on there. There's a lot of talk about being able to change the uh, the ratios of 
male to female in, in senior leadership roles, especially in certain industries. Uh, and what are your thoughts on, are, are we doing enough there? Is there something that should be done differently than, than what's happening right now? I mean, here's the thing, right? Everyone talks a big game about, you know, encouraging women. And at the end of the day, women have to want to do it too, right? You can't force someone up the ladder. They have to want to do it. And there's going to be decisions they need to make and they're going to have to make sacrifices. You know, for my career to get to where I was, I had to travel every single week. And that's hard when you're a mother. And, you know, it's just decisions that you make when you evaluate where you are in your career, where you want to go, and what you're willing to sacrifice. So that really is up to the woman first, right? And, and, and once she makes that decision and knowing, you know, she's willing to put the work in and she's qualified, it's about accessing opportunities, environments, companies that are willing to support that. And there's tons of information out there that shows the more diverse and, um, and oftentimes female organizations are, the more successful they are, at, you know, at the, at the very highest levels in, in corporate America. So companies know that, but are they actually supporting it? You know, those are, those are the questions that, you know, we need to look further into the actual specific companies because it does vary um, in a case-to-case example. And I, I do wish in some regards that there was some outside way for, which just absolutely could be possible, outside way for, you know, some accounting firm to do an audit at all publicly traded companies to compare what men versus women are paid and ensure to write that, you know, so we know that there is a gender pay gap there and everyone talks about closing it, but why not just make the decision that everyone's books are open to evaluate that one piece and then they will immediately be rectified. Because if we did allow for that level of transparency, every company would fix it immediately today. So to me, that would be the most important step, which is so obvious and would be so fair to rectify that problem. And as we would take care of situations like that, women would feel stronger and more empowered and probably begin going for more in the workplace. You know, it would just be yet again another initiative, another step to write equality in our country, equality in pay and equality in business. And and I, I would love to see that occur. I, I believe that's something that should definitely happen soon. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's in organizations that are doing this well. That's that's pretty much what is happening. They're they're really targeting specific. You know, looking at the numbers, being open and transparent, and leaders are are backing it. Um, but they're putting their their money where their mouth is and and making sure things happen because it does seem iterative. Those places that do it really well also mean that that people coming into the organization have people to look to as mentors and as as uh, um, you would good examples and, and they seem to kind of take on more of those roles. So, uh, um, so I think that's, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, I'll, I'll stray a little bit to a, to another area as well, Heather, is that um, because you've, you've done a really great job at um, kind of branding and individual branding and branding for your, uh, uh, for your podcast and for your books and, um, and maybe just some, uh, some tricks of the trade for um, there'll be kind of entrepreneurs and, uh, uh, and people that run businesses here. Are, are there any things that, um, that you can kind of throw out there are, have been really big wins for you in being able to, to build your brand quickly in, in your target market? Sure. So three years ago, I launched my personal brand while I was still in corporate America. And that was a huge risk. However, it paid off, right? So first and foremost, people need to invest in themselves. 
And regardless of what other people tell you, listen to yourself. And, and I knew I had a story to tell. I knew that I had something more than just my, my job that I wanted to share with the world. So I launched my website. I took my, my social media handles public, and I made a very conscious effort to launch a personal brand. I associated the hashtag boss and heels to essentially convey the message that anyone can be a boss. You don't need to look a certain way or dress a certain way. I told my personal story. I made a major investment in photography so that I could have a really beautiful site. You know, I made a major investment in the creative work on my website. So I, I put a lot of money, resources, and time behind that, which is not easy, you know, when you're working full time. But I decided that for my long term, I needed to start investing in me instead of just in the company I work for. And that was brilliant. So if you work for yourself, then essentially you are investing in yourself. But if you are working for someone else, which is fine, you need to start investing in you because you never know what's going to happen at that company or that person that you work for. There can be leadership changes. There can be countless things that could occur. But every time you take a step forward and get that professional headshot done of you for LinkedIn, spend time writing an article for your blog, those are investments in you. And that will pay major dividends in the long game. Maybe not today. Maybe that's not going to bring your paycheck in today or make you more money today. But three years from now, it can make a sizable difference in your life. And, and it's done that for me. And believe me, plenty of people told me not to do it. And plenty of people told me to shut my personal brand down. And ultimately, that's why I got fired. In the end, is the company did not think you know it was appropriate. And they didn't like it. And they wanted to find ways to get me to stop doing it. But that's when you know you're at the wrong place. You're with the wrong company. If people don't want to support you in your growth and investing in you, it's time for you to move on. So invest in yourself today. Determine what are your brand pillars. You know, what is it that you stand for? What is that message that you want to convey to the world? And then create content around it and be consistent. You know, for me, I really leaned into the LinkedIn platform a few years ago, and that's paying major dividends today. It wasn't years ago, right? It was just one more th initiative that I had taken on and it seemed like more work. But over the last few years, I've built a really large audience on LinkedIn and I'm very consistent with creating content. I share the knowledge that I have. I share stories that I, I believe can benefit other people and I try to do it on a very frequent level. And that's, that's helped my podcast. So when I do launch a book or I do launch a podcast, I'm able to promote it there because I'm typically not promoting something. I'm sharing my information. Every once in a while, I'm going to come in and share my book or, or share a success story from my podcast, and then it's going to happen in a much more organic way. But I wouldn't have that vehicle if I hadn't invested in my personal brand you know, over three years ago now. Yeah, and so much of it is an investment in yourself. So, um, you know, your your thought of doing this, whether you're working in a place or not, um, you know, uh, that's what people might struggle with a little bit, and and just kind of seeing you as a great example that uh, um, that it pays off. It may may not pay off right away, but it, all, like anything else, it pays off with some some hard work and some uh, and some time. So, uh, well, you know, uh, what everyone needs to realize is you've got to have a short term term game and a long term game, and you need to understand the difference in both. Both are equally important, right? I need to pay my mortgage this month, but I also want to have a massive future where I'm looking at bigger things than just paying a mortgage within a month. And, and breaking those two things down and having that short-term game plan to handle your bills and handle your costs and, and needs for now 
may look one way and that long-term game is going to look very, very different. So figuring out what are the steps to take to build the long-term and what are the steps to take to, to build that short-term and, and having a plan for both and, and constantly working on both. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, this has been fantastic, Heather. Um, I, we've kind of looked at uh, a strong kind of purposeful ways of building confidence and, and ultimately building success with, with some of these strategies you've talked about. If if listeners were to go out and do kind of two things, literally, you know, as soon as possible after they listen to this to kind of build that foundation for a, a more fulfilling life, um, what what might they be? What are some of those really strong and, and quick win things that you think uh, they should do? Well, I'll tell you, I just read an article about Gronkowski being the Patriots and retiring at yeah. such a young age, and he got into detail. And what I took from the, the article was this. He basically decided he wasn't feeling his best. He needed to put himself first, and that's why he needed to retire and leave the NFL. And to me, what I thought is if Rob Gronkowski can retire from the NFL and leave the Patriots to put him, himself and his needs first, I think that I can too, and I think you can too. So whatever that looks like for you, if it means getting a sitter so you can start going to the gym, then do it. You know, if it means taking a class at night because you know you want to start exploring something new and you didn't want to put funds towards it because you might feel guilty, do it. Start putting you first because taking that next step and making that decision is going to create massive confidence in yourself and change your future, your tomorrow. So I really liked that article and that example of, of what he had done to put himself first. And it just reminds me, we all need to do that. Another thing that I do is, you know, in any moment, we can go into a situation feeling strong and things can change in that moment, right? So maybe you're pitching yourself for a promotion and you're getting nervous. One of the things that I do is I always write messages on the bottom of my shoes. And I do that so when I'm in a situation and I start to get nervous or scared or doubt myself, I look down to see what I wrote earlier that morning when I was feeling really confident and good about myself. And usually I write down, I can, I will. And it just gives me that sense of strength that I've been here before. I've doubted myself before. I didn't die. I got through it. And most times I get through it in a really amazing way. So I can and I will again right now. And it gives me that pick me up to really refocus, get that clarity and get that confidence back when I'm feeling low. Well, wow, that's that's amazing. Well, thank you very much, Heather. Heather, um, uh, and and again, thanks uh, for sharing your your advice and your your expertise. It's it's been fantastic. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Um, you'll hear some more great people like Heather uh, here, and then be, also be sure to check out Heather's podcast. It's Creating Confidence uh, from Podcast One. Um, absolutely, go on there. You're going to hear lots of great guests and and lots more of of uh, that snippet you've heard today. Uh, like us on social media. Both of us, that would be awesome. And uh, we'll see you again next time on Big Idea, Big Moves. Mm-hmm.